We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hi. I'm Coach Corey Wayne, and this is my video coaching newsletter. And the topic of today's newsletter is going to be Why Man's Failure to Lead Results in a Failure to Attract Her. Well, this particular email is from a phone session uh, client that I had last week. And a couple times a year, I, I get clients that are very difficult, and like this guy was extremely difficult to talk to because a big part of his problem was he was not a very good listener. And in doing the work that I do, sometimes when I see that, when I see clients like this, where you're trying, they ask you a question, you start explaining something, and then you start giving uncomfortable truths, oftentimes what will happen is they'll start talking and then talk over you and raise their voice to try to drown you out. And it's basically the equivalent of somebody putting their fingers in their ears and going, la, 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 I'm not listening, because they don't want to hear deep down especially if it's something that they were doing wrong or that's unpleasant or something that maybe they have insecurities with. And as a coach, my job is to give people the unvarnished truth, a harsh dose of reality because that's what they need and that's what people pay me for. They pay me to be honest and give them the unvarnished truth. And so a lot of this phone session, this guy was just he's constantly talking over me, interrupting me asking me the same question over and over and I kept answering it but it's like you get I would get 10 words out of my mouth and then he'd be interrupting me and talking over me and trying to drown me out and so it's very hard for me to get my message through when I'm constantly interrupted by somebody and what's interesting is his now ex that he was dating said he was a terrible listener and didn't listen and so like I can understand her frustration because as a coach it's like it was hard this, this guy just could not sit still and listen to what I was saying because a lot of it was just uncomfortable stuff that he didn't want to hear. And so he came across my work years ago and, and read 3% Man one time. And then in the last year, got involved dating this woman. I guess they were only dating for a few months. And so he actually lives in Israel. And the girl he's dating is in, is in Israel. And so they're, they're Jews. And they're like, he's more, I would say, more conservative and more religious than she is. They're, you know, they're both divorced. And as he explained the situation and his interactions with her, basically when she broke up, she said that he j it just felt like she, she was hanging out with a friend. And so a big part of his problem was that he failed to lead the interactions. And so he had um, a death in his family. I think there were he, some of his parents or one or both of his parents had died in the past year. And part of the Jewish religion is, is that, especially for the ultra-Orthodox Jews, as I was talking to my resident Jewish expert, Erica, and asking her about this. And what she was saying is that, and this guy mentioned this, is that during the 12 months after a parent or somebody really close to you dies, you're supposed to go to the synagogue and pray with 10 other Jews. And like you do morning prayers, you do prayers around lunchtime, and then prayers at sundown. So three times a day for literally every day for a whole year, you got to be praying. So you can imagine the logistics of that can be 
really difficult. And so on top of that, this guy is about an hour, hour and a half bus ride from where this woman that he's seeing happens to be. So he's got the additional logistics of some long distance to throw in a monkey wrench into this. And so what you know what he was doing was he would show up and because of the prayers and things he's got to do he ends up having this girl trying to figure out where to take him so he can get his prayers done and for those of you that are familiar with three percent man it's the job's man to lead and so even if this guy is gonna drive and you know an hour and a half on a bus ride he should know where he's gonna go to pray what time he's going to pray and what time he's going to be done he should be arranging the dinner reservations or whatever kind of functions or activities they're going to do together. And what's happening is he's showing up. He's like, well, I got to pray. Where do we go? And so she ends up basically, in a lot of ways, he's made her his mommy. And so he's failed to lead the romance. And so you, you can't show up for a date. Like on one of the dates, he showed up like four hours late. He was in constant contact with her, but he was just totally disorganized and you know he's just not an organized disciplined person and the number one most important thing that women find attractive in men is confidence we took it all we brought them to our land an endless night ember hot and icy cold the rage of the earth we made this curse carved it in the blood on our backs we did not see we could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Men are supposed to be direct, decisive, get to the point, be the leader. Lead the woman to where he ultimately wants to take her, which really at the end of the day is whether, like in this case, if you're very religious, you're not going to be having sex until probably your wedding night in in most cases and so if he's constantly hanging out and showing up for dates and then being disorganized not knowing where he's going to go to pray not having the dinner date plans all made it's like he's showing up and basically turns her into his mommy and and so instead of him leading the relationship he's making her lead the relationship and making her be the man and that even though he said she did almost 100 percent of the pursuing it's like you can't show up for a date four hours late or showing up and then your prayers and things get in the way of that and then instead of hanging out and having fun together then it just becomes you know she's driving you around town so you can do your religious obligations and it's like where's the fun in that where's the excitement that where's the leadership from his perspective in that and so after the call, I said, you know, because he, he's like, hey, I got, like, right at the very end, he's like, oh, hey, I got about 10 questions or whatever. It's like, would have been good if you had told me at the beginning of the call we had those. And so I said, send them in and I'll make a video newsletter out of it. And so these are the questions that he has sent in. And then, so I'm going to go through them, but just a couple things that he was constantly basically displaying incompetence as a man, his incompetence and his inability to to lead so he's one thing he does have going for him he's got a great sense of humor and he shared some of their text exchanges and the banner he's a pretty funny guy and so he's got that going for him and so he can be very charming and very playful and very funny but when he was explaining their interactions it's just 
because he shows up for the dates, he's you know long distance, he's totally disorganized. It's really unattractive behavior. And so what was interesting is when he first started dating her, he was like, I'm not sure if our values really align because, again, as I was saying earlier, he's a little more um, strict in his religious views than she is. And so at the time, she had the attitude of she's trying to get his attention and validation. She's trying to prove to him why he should give her a chance to show him that she can be the kind of woman that he's looking for. But as the weeks went by and he continued to show up for dates and be disorganized and not knowing where to pray and basically turning her into his mommy and the leader in the relationship, she just obviously lost attraction. And the other big thing that's really working against him is I could tell talking to him, he really, because you only read the book once years ago, he has no idea how attraction works. There's so many things little things he's doing and saying and I kept imploring him is like man you've got to read the book 10 to 15 times and the time that you're away from her right now you should be filling in your knowledge gap so if she does reach back out you she's going to get a much better much more attractive and prepared version of you but if you don't take the time and then she does show back up you're going to make the same exact mistakes and you're going to turn her off for the same exact reasons and if you don't get it right with her you're going to make the same mistakes with the next girl. So the let's go go through his list here, and, and you know if he's if he's driving an hour and a half away, he should have it done to where maybe he gets into her city right before lunchtime prayers or whatever, or maybe he gets goes right from his city straight to where he's going to pray, does his prayers, and then meets up with her maybe after the evening prayers and then does things in the evening so his religious obligations are not an issue for their date because you want to have your time with your girl to be the escape from her boring mundane dull regular life i mean all of us have lives that at times get boring or whatever and if you're going to show up you want to be the fun escape that she looks forward to but if you're constantly coming to town and then she's driving around for your prayers, you don't know where to eat because you didn't take the time to use Google Maps or figure out fun things to do, any woman is going to lose attraction for you. You just can't show up for a date totally unprepared like that. So if I was him, I would be making, you know, maybe for the evening prayers, he drives, takes the bus, gets there right before the evening prayers or the sundown prayers begin. He does that. And then afterwards, he's free to meet up and enjoy his evening with her in the city and he should probably stay over in the city somewhere get a hotel or something or maybe stays at her place it just depends because again you've got you know very fairly religious um, people here so it's not like normal guys in the west where hey you sleep at her place she sleeps at yours so you've got the additional for you guys that are ultra religious these are some of the logistics that get in the way of that fun and things just flowing so his first question was, does a woman that is a giver mean that her love language is acts of service or it shouldn't matter? Well, when I talk about in the book, 3% Man being a giver, is that there are some people, and we all know people like this, you do something nice for them, and then they do like 10 things nice for you in return. And there's other people that you'll do 10 nice things for, and they won't even do one nice thing for you. When you give to a giver, the giver tends to give back. When you give to a taker, 
the takers just basically suck because they don't give. And so when I say that a woman is a giver, does that mean she's affectionate? Does she do nice things for you? Does she buy little gifts? Or when, does she buy you pants or T-shirts? Or I had a, a girlfriend one time buy me new sheets and a comforter and pillows and things for my bedroom set just because she loved me and wanted to decorate the room that she, quite frankly, spent a lot of time in. That's what women do. Women that are givers are good for you. They'll make you dinner. They'll do nice things for you. But selfish women that are not are just takers and they won't ever do anything for you, even when you do things for them and you ask because it's just, it's not their nature. The second question is, he says, I have difficulty making conversation and I find it only goes with about 10 or 20% of women. I used to think that I need a woman that likes to talk, but I'm thinking it has more to do with an elevated attraction level and most women like to talk. Yeah, on on a daily basis, the average woman tends to say about 8,000 words and guys tend to say about 2,000 words. And I can relate because I'm more of an introverted type of guy. All of the girlfriends I wrote about in 3% Man and throughout my life, the women I've connected most with, and even my closest friends are all very talkative, very outgoing, and I'm more of a guy that likes to listen and analyze things and take it in and then give my opinion, even though I talk for a living. It's a skill of mine that I've developed, and I liked being social. I liked when I was a kid in high school, I really liked going to parties and socialize and hanging out, but I was always a good listener. And all my closest friends and girlfriends over the course of my life, it's one of the things I always liked about me is I was always a good listener. If they wanted to say something to me, I was always happy to sit there and listen. He says, if a woman has a lot of patience, does that have more to do with attraction level than personality, especially if she is a punctual and organized woman? Woman. So the reality, this is what's so super important is that you can't if you think a girl's really attractive and she's beautiful and then you start talking to her getting to know her and then conversing with her is like pulling teeth or maybe she's boring or doesn't have much to say or much going on it's yeah it's it's definitely partly due to interest but it's also partly due to her personality women that really like you are going to make the effort to talk and open up and when you ask them questions you'll get more than one word answers especially when you ask them an open-ended question. Tell me, you know, what things do you love to do for fun? Oh, I like to surf. Really? Like, what do you like about surfing? Oh, I like the waves and the sun. Versus, what do you love to do for fun? Oh, I love to surf and be at the beach. I just love the sun. I love the water. I love the snorkel. I love diving. I love boating. It's just so much fun. I had a boat growing up. So, the first response, you're getting very short answers it's like trying to carry on a conversation with somebody that's doing that it's like you might as well talk to a lampshade and so what's important is that like especially if you're doing online dating is that you want to at least talk to the girl to see if the conversation flows because it doesn't flow on the phone you're absolutely wasting your time and your money meeting up with her in person so you want somebody that has enthusiasm for you also. She's excited to talk to you. She's excited to get to know you. And these are basic things that are covered in 3% Man so you know what to look for. So you can tell when a woman is interested 
and when she's not so you don't waste your time and money because there's plenty of women that are happy to go out and have you take them to a nice expensive dinner and fill their bellies and then you get a nice little peck in the cheek and they had no intention of ever dating you or kissing you or sleeping with you. I've had plenty of women friends over the years that I've talked to, that I got to know, that I know well, and they laugh about it. It's like they go, you know, just ask them a simple question. Have you ever gone on a date with a guy that you had no intention of sleeping with and no interest in kissing? And they'll, most of them will laugh and giggle and say yes. It's just a fact of life. In other words, women will go out with a guy even when there's no chance he's going to sleep with her. That's why it's important that you know how to properly vet the girl's you date. Make sure there's enthusiasm and that she's excited to see you and spend time with you. Again, these things are covered in the book. <clears throat> he says, how do I turn around something when she complained I didn't reach out enough and I never listened? But her attraction was also lowered. When she says we're drifting apart, she feels like I'm a friend. Well, like I was saying earlier, and I tried to explain this many times in our phone session, was that the reason she said she felt like you were just a friend is that you're not leading you're not showing up a confidence you don't know where to go do your prayers you don't know where to go to eat you don't know where to go to have fun you know there's a whole process it's like the book covers pickup skills and then transitioning from pickup into dating and then from dating into relationships and so there is a process and you can't rush that instead of her attraction going up over time her attraction was moderately interested in you and then it just had a slow decline because of your failure to lead and have make the dates fun and know what you're doing. A lot of it was she's chauffeuring you around town so you can get to your prayers. If I remember right, in some cases, you know, after that, it's like they do one activity and then he's on a you know hour and a half bus ride to go back home. And so there's really not much time together for intimacy and warmth and a caring to develop. So if he's not reaching out enough and he's not leading the date, if she's doing all the pursuing, but when they go out on the date, he's not acting like a man, she's going to quickly lose attraction. Having a woman do all the pursuing is not this it's not going to solve every problem you have. If you get around her and you let her do all the pursuing, but your behavior, your demeanor is one of a lack of leadership. All Everything you're doing is going to be continually displaying that you are incompetent as a man and you don't know how to lead. And you're used to letting women lead in the family. And women don't want to be the boss. They don't want to teach you how to be a man. And that's part of the problem. She says we're drifting apart. What she's really saying is my attraction level for you is continuing to drop. When I know you're a good guy and it should be going up, but my feelings are going down and most women quite frankly don't understand why that is they just know that their feelings instead of getting stronger are getting weaker and more platonic and so they can say oh it's you're not calling me enough but the problem is is that when you're in person and the most important thing is like i talk about this and these are the two big reasons why long-term relationships don't work out or they have problems is the first one is the guy doesn't date in quarter properly because the courtship never ends. You, women want, know that if you care, you continue to date and court them. And when you don't, you don't give a shit. You don't do any of those things. And the second one is that when a woman feels heard and understood, the legs open. And when she doesn't, the legs close. And so when they're getting together on their dates and he's constantly talking over her, just like he was doing to me, 
throughout most of the phone session, she's going to get extremely frustrated and get to the point where it's like, this guy's clueless. He just doesn't listen. He doesn't get it. So every time they get together, instead of her feeling heard and understood and validated, all it feels is that they're drifting further apart. In other words, she's losing interest and attraction and desire to spend more time with them. He says, at what point do I reach out more when she is already pursuing me 100%? When she says she wants me to reach out or do something, do I do it right away and then the next time make it spontaneous? This is part of the problem with only reading the book once years ago is that now you're trying to copy and paste things that you're hearing in videos because this guy is lazy and he's trying to cherry pick plus some things he vaguely remembers from the book. And so what happens is you're all in your head and you end up coming off like a robot. And so the point being is if if a woman gets to the point where she's complained multiple times that you never reach out, what she's really trying to say is that you're just not making her feel like you care. In other words, you're not sending her a card every once in a while, hey, think of you, have a great day, or sending her a text or a Snapchat or an email or a meme or whatever. Just reaching out randomly when all the conversation threads are closed, meaning she's not waiting to hear back from you and you're not waiting to hear back from her. Just reaching out maybe once a week in an unusual way, in an un- unexpected way, in a time and a, and a day where she's not expecting to hear from you and you just do something sweet to let her know that you're thinking about her. That's all she's trying to say. It's not like, let me be a robot. Do I do it Wednesday at 3 p.m. and then next Saturday at 8.53 p.m.? What? That's just not going to work, bro. Hope you guys enjoy the robot impersonation. So he says, how do you tell the difference if she wants space or you need to open her up? Well, if she's not looking like she's having fun and she's kind of quiet and normally she's very bubbly and outgoing and talkative, you're going to say, babe, what's up? You seem a little quiet today. And usually you're not, you're not one for to be at a loss for words. It's like, what's going on? Talk to me. Oh, you don't care. It's like, yes, I do. That's why I'm asking, babe, tell me what's on your mind. So if she's not her happy, bubbly self and she's kind of cold and distant, you got to call her out on it. you got to say, what's wrong? You seem upset. Something's bothering you. Maybe it has nothing to do with you. Maybe it's something else going on in her life. But if you notice she's her demeanor is different and you don't ask, what that communicates is you don't give a shit. And if you do that enough, she's going to lose interest. She's going to lose attraction. Do you do it when you're just dating too or maybe somehow I was clueless and it was a relationship? Well, again, like I said in an earlier question, women tend to say about 8,000 words a day and men say about 2,000. And so women are just natural talkers. They talk and they solve their problems by talking about them and your job is to facilitate that. Taking a sincere, authentic interest in her life. What's going on? How's her work? How's her family? What did she do for fun, you know, the past weekend that you weren't together or whatever? If you care, you want to know those things. If you don't, you never ask them. So it's just part of being a human. And, like, his part is he's always talking and not really doing much listening. And, you know, if he was talk talks to her like he was talking to me, he's talking over her. She's talking, he interrupts her, and he just keeps talking, and she's not a good listener. If she's trying to explain something what, that she's upset about, he probably gets butt hurt. And again, it's like the fingers in the ears, and ah, I'm not listening. 
That's basically what you communicate. And eventually she starts to feel like this guy doesn't give a shit about me. He doesn't care what I have to say. He's always talking. And so she doesn't feel heard and understood. And she does, and eventually gets to the point where she doesn't feel like you have the capability to, to make her feel heard and understood. Can a woman do something you find important consistently out of love? Yes. A woman who loves you and cares about you and most importantly who is a giver will do the things that are important for you. And if she doesn't care and she's not a giver, even if you tell her that you want these things and they're important, she just won't do it. So there's a big difference. It's important to date a woman that's a giver and she's nice to you and does nice things for you. If she said she would do it before now and I said I would accept what she wanted to do, would doing it out of love still apply? If she said she would do it before now, I said I would accept what she wanted. I don't really understand what that question means. But the point being is if she's a giver and things are important to you and you ask her to do it and she cares about you, she'll do them. And even if she cares about you but she's not a giver, she just won't do them because it's not her nature. It's part of the vetting process. How do I do the seven principles get an ex back if she contacts me when I'm an ocean away? Well, typically since she ended it, she has to fix it. And if for this, this guy, it seemed like most of the time he was always driving to her or they were kind of meeting somewhere in the middle. Well, you should, if she reaches out and your mindset should be just like seven principles get an expat talks about is that you're willing to give her the benefit of the doubt. You're willing to give her another chance to win you over. But you got to remember, she's the one that unilaterally ended things and said she wasn't feeling it and that you only elicited feelings of platonic friendship in her. So you have to let her come to you. And so what I would do is at least for the next three dates, have her take the hour and a half bus ride to your city so you can hang out there and maybe you figure out something some kind of arrangements where she can stay in your city instead of just trying to to do it all in one day because again you got you know your three times a day prayers to to worry about if a girl has guy friends how would you convey that you don't think it's appropriate in a marriage well i've done a lot of questions on myself and with the girls on the podcast we've done we had that question a lot and so here's the reality. A lady, a woman who's married and who values her, her marriage or her live-in boyfriend, whatever it happens to be, if she's in an exclusive monogamous relationship and she cares about that relationship and cares about her man, she's going to understand. And if she doesn't, the man will teach her that the true nature of men is that most guys are not going to care that she's married or in a relationship or living with her boyfriend, whether it's a coworker or a male orbiter or the guy that's just a friend or whatever. Those guys are going to try to go out one-on-one on dinner dates or lunch dates or happy hour and meet the woman one-on-one. And if a guy goes on a dinner date with a married woman or a woman that's in a relationship, he's thinking that since she said yes, and is on the date in the evening that he's got a chance to get in her pants. That's reality. And that's why women who are ladies understand it's not necessarily that she's going to do something wrong, but it's that a man who's asking a married woman or a woman in a relationship out in the evening for a date, a dinner date, it's not appropriate. A lady doesn't do that. I'm not going to call my closest friends and ask to hang out with their wives at dinner just me and their wives, even though we may have known each other since we were in high school for 40 years. It's just, it's not appropriate because that would look bad. Anybody thinks, oh yeah, my wife went out with, you know, one of my close friends. We all went to high school together and they went to dinner and happy hour and stayed out till 2 a.m. People are like, 
But you let your wife go out on a date, even though you're friends, like that doesn't sound right. A lady's just not going to put herself in that position. If she goes out and does things with guys that are there or guys that have interests, it's going to be in a group date with either co-workers or maybe it's a happy hour or there's a dinner function to go to or a trade show or whatever. But when the rest of the girls leave, she's going to leave. She's not going to hang out one-on-one with a dude just because men are not going to stay friends with a pretty girl that's in a relationship because they want to be pals typically. Now, maybe you knew each other your whole lives, but the reality there's going to be some level of respect. If the guy has integrity, it's like what I do with my married friends who I know their wives because we, we grew up together. Is that when I text them things, whether it's birthdays or Mother's or Father's Day or whatever it happens to be, I text them both in a group a group text because that's the right thing to do. And so women who understand this and some, some, especially younger girls, you might have to explain this to, if they respect your authority, they'll listen to you. And if they don't, they won't. If a woman continually wants to go out one-on-one with men that are not her boyfriend or husband or a male family member, then that's not a good sign. Women that are constantly giving out their phone numbers to men, even though they're in a relationship, oh, we're just friends, I need new friends or more friends, I like making friends, it's like, no, it's not appropriate. Because those guys don't want to be just friends. They want to get in their pants. That's just reality. So don't do it. Next question, if he's, he says, if I can't have a conversation, Doc Love says, suggests, ask for her number. So in other words, if you meet a girl and you're really just nervous and you're overwhelmed, you just say something quick like, hey, you seem like a nice girl. I'd really like to chat some more. Let me get your number and I'll, you know, I'll call you later this week or early next week or whatever when I get some time. What's good for you? And as you hand her your phone. And then you can say, hey, have a great day. And then that's it. And then you can calm down, maybe meditate or whatever before you call her and you have a phone call. And if the call goes well for 10 or 15 minutes, say, hey, we should get together for a drink sometime. Or, hey, we should get together for dinner. Or, hey, we should get together and hang out and make a date. If you're intimate in any way, do you reach out right away or the next day? Well, I wouldn't reach out at all, typically. And you're going to be reaching out. If, you're, if this is somebody you've been out on just one or two dates with, she can call you too. She can text you too. If she stayed over at your house, when she leaves, you're going to say, call me later. And she may do that. You're trying to, the book creates the conditions where the woman starts pursuing you in every way, not just through the phone. The one thing this guy had going for him was the woman was doing all the pursuing through the phone and through texting. But when they got together, it's like he was, he's totally fumbling the football. In other words, his, Instead of her being becoming more interested in him, he did more talking her out of liking him. He says, if you're chivalrous one time or the first time, does that mean you have to do it all the time? Well, a man should always be a gentleman. 90% of the time, he's a charming James Bond, and maybe 5 10% of the time, he can be the naughty boy. But you're always going to be chivalrous. You're always going to open the door for women or old ladies or kids or families or whatever because it's just the gentlemanly thing to do. So you should always do those things. So, well, that's the end of his list of questions. I know this video has gone on long enough. So if you got a question or a challenge and you would like to get my help, go to understandingrelationships.com, click the products tab at the top of your screen, and book a coaching session with yours truly. Until next time, I will talk to you soon. <music>